0: Welcome back to Rockhound Radio. We are back for more Bioshock this week and man oh man we had a really good day of gameplay. Actually I played for, I played two hours today. Got a little bit ahead for next week but you know that's that's no big deal. We're It's gonna be fun. This episode we got a lot of stuff done. We started off last week with trying to finish this masterpiece so-called that uh our good friend Sander Cohen this like crazy insane guy has right. So we were tasked with killing four of these people in his area and you know, taking their picture, putting it on this like I don't even know, whatever you want to call it. He calls it a masterpiece. I call it like a weird I don't know, weird sculpture creation thing. I don't know. It's pretty well, everybody in the rapture is pretty twisted anyway. But yeah, you do all that stuff and then you finally get to meet. The one that you have been hearing over that two way radio this whole entire time. And I will say his entrance is so badass. The only thing that really made me mad was I had some cameras that hacked or that I had hacked that actually set off some, I don't know, some enemy sent him off. So, like in the background of his introduction, you have like my little turret bots like flying around and you can hear all that noise. But he's got like fireworks coming down. He's in like a nice suit, his face is all painted up. His entrance was uh, was pretty cool, I will say. Like, very flamboyant and very, like... What was the word I had? I had something else. Oh, theatrical. That's what I was looking for. Like, just, like, real theatrical. And, you know, you have to check that part out in the video. It's pretty sweet. And, like I said, little fireworks, little, like, sparklers and stuff. And what a grand entrance for, uh, for the kind of guy he is. But if you would have noticed in Fort Frolic when we first entered... Uh, Last week there were a couple little couple little things locked up. You have like a tonic that's locked up, and then you also have a like it's called a muse box. But there's a box locked up as well. You can at this point in the game, if you want to go ahead and just you know ice Sander Cohen and you know send him to the great beyond of rapture, you can do that. And I think you can actually I think there used to be an achievement um, on the 360 that was. Take a picture of Sander Cohen after you've killed him just because it was like an ironic trophy or something. But uh, no, you can kill him and get his key and you will open up that box and you get some stuff. But nothing that's like too crazy. All stuff that you can either make or uh, you get access to. It's not like it's Adam or a really good power up or anything. But if you kill Sander now, you will not have access to a power up station. uh, The power to the people station, I guess, in his private quarters later on. I looked it up. Because I had to know what was in there. And uh, yeah, I guess if you kill them, you can get that stuff. Which I don't really think it's worth it. I think it's way better to just wait and, you know, find, come back around to that. Because I'm, I like I said, I played an hour ahead of what we're going to talk about here. And I don't think I've made it back to them yet. But I'm anxious to see uh, how that all ties in. But yeah, that's the big thing. Make sure you explore those areas because you want to make sure you get all the weapon power-up stations. I uh, just, one of the upgrades either on this episode or the next episode, I upgraded my shotgun to like the rate of fire. Dude, That is that should be one of the first ones you get. The shotgun rate of fire is so fast. It makes it so much better. You can deal with uh, big daddies with the electric buck pretty, pretty damn fast. But yeah, we finally have finished... You know, we finally finished Fort Frolic. What a I had a hell of a week last week with this area, but I was happy, happy to finish it up this week. But yeah, so we got all that covered. <clears throat> yeah, definitely check out the video. It is pretty cool. I'm excited to I talk about it in next week's episode. I'm excited to and I'll talk about it now. Um excited for Bioshock 2. I have it downloaded on the Switch. I've also been down, I also downloaded um, Subnautica Below Zero. So I've been trying out a whole bunch of new stuff. I'm anxious to play, uh, yeah, anxious to play Subnautica. It's going to be really good. And I was actually been playing Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap for the Game Boy Advance. What a, well, I've been playing it on the Switch because of the what is it? The online expansion pack. I will say, if you're a fan of Zelda, you cannot beat the Minish Cap. I was kind of skeptical when I first started playing it, and then it's literally just been addicting. It's so fun. It's so it holds up so well for being an older game. So I highly suggest you to uh, <clears throat> check out the expansion pack for the Switch, because they're going to be some. I think there are going to be some real bombs dropping for like the old Pokemon games. I mean, the Game Boy Advance. I mean, you have a chance to like play Emerald, Sapphire, Ruby. All right there, right, right on your Switch, man. And that makes me so stoked. I really, really want to replay Emerald on the Switch. I think that'd be awesome. I mean, I have all the Game Boy Advance games. Don't get me wrong. <clears throat> but uh, I think it'd just be awesome to play on the Switch. And then you know if they do that, you'll be able to trade with your friends. Man, it's just going to be awesome. And then let alone the red, blue, and yellow. That'd be really fun to uh, go through, play those, and then like work on finishing the Pokédex on like an older game. I mean that's that's one feat that I have uh, yet to accomplish. I've completed, I think like half a dozen or seven Pokemon dexes. <clears throat> oh yeah, Pokemon Dex. Pokédexes, and games, but nothing on the old ones. But I we see we're getting off track. We got to get back to the Bioshock. But yeah, the Rapture. So we finished up with Cohen, and we find out that oh, that's what I put in here. The wrench. If you get I th- about. I th- Thought I put the word in there, but I didn't. Um, the wrench jockey perk that does more damage with your wrench and you can swing it faster. The wrench is such an underrated weapon in this game, I think. I remember playing the first time and it was like all guns, like for me. I mean, I was younger, I was like, I'm just gonna shoot everything up. Now I'm like, oh, I'll conserve my ammo, I'll go around. Dude, the wrench is just awesome. <clears throat> Granted, I don't you know, you don't fight big daddies with your wrench. I mean, unless you're, you know, kind of crazy, I guess, but it is Pretty damn good for taking care of Splicer, especially hitting with that old one-two punch that uh, old well Atlas taught you in the beginning of the game. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be pretty good. I suggest you to try it out. I've been using it quite a bit. If you guys have watched or have seen, so then we head to a place called Hephaestus to meet Andrew Ryan, and I don't know, like I I wanted to talk about. it. I didn't take a note of it, but I did want to talk about. Just like the, maybe not the soundtrack, because there are some like songs you that bleed through in like the background or different places, but just the overall music and vibe. Because I think in one of them, Nick, like you see it's like the date was like 1958 and you, you yeah, you get that like showy kind of tunesy vibe from what's going on with the music, you know, it's kind of like a. It's just that, like, 50s vibe music. It's just kind of classical, a little bit of almost, like, jazzy. I don't know. It's just really cool. I will say, like, all the sounds and everything, especially playing it with a headset, I haven't played a whole lot of games lately with a headset. So I will say I think you definitely miss out on, like, the dynamic of the sound if you're not playing on something like with it has, like, a good, maybe, like, a good sound system or, like, a sound bar. If you play with a headset and you get your volume turned up, And you pretty much, for me, it like puts me right there in that world. Like that's where I'm at. And you, I think you can hear a lot. I don't know. You almost get a better sense of everything when you have the headset on and, um, I don't like play it like blow my eardrum out level, but I think you turn up a little bit. You can hear all those little, you know, creepies and crawlies or creaks or whatever you want to hear. But yeah it is pretty cool. The background music and just just in general, man, it's just an awesome it's a really cool vibe and it gets really like creepy and I don't know sometimes the music will fade in and out and you think like something bad's gonna happen, but that's just the rapture. you're kind of like always on edge, but yeah it is it is definitely definitely something worth noting the music and the background and all this. they really pulls you in for that <clears throat> that whole effect that they're trying to pull with the rapture. But yeah, so we head into Festus, and I've been just, every time I see a Big Daddy, it's like, first priority, get all that Adam. I have on here, just stack an Adam. And you get so much from the gifts and from Tenenbaum and the Little Sisters. I would say that rescuing them, like I said, I read it online, if you rescue them, you will get way more Adam from Tenenbaum and the Little Sisters and all that junk. And I will say that is pretty damn evident because i've gotten quite a bit i think at one point maybe not this i think at this part i don't remember it was a couple i had like a couple hundred adam i just started buying all kinds of shit because you get the gifts they usually gift you a couple hundred adam you know sometimes with like a tonic and things like that but yeah it's definitely pretty awesome and i will say i do remember playing just like harvesting them when i was younger And it was not as good. You don't get any of the little gifts. You get a little bit of Adam. I think in the long run, you actually get less. But yeah, but I guess it also does affect the end of the game. So I'm anxious to see what happens because we have saved everyone. And we're going to continue saving everyone too. But yeah, we head to Festus and let's see, gathering things. Okay, so you get there and like Andrew Ryan's office is like this big kind of creepy, crazy looking door and in front of it's like a bunch of pillars with people kind of, I don't even know, they're kind of like hanging from them. and he like makes a remark about picking out a spot for yourself, and you know, blah 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 big bad guy shit, you know, he thinks he's so cool and so tough, but he's locked behind a door just like every other person in this damn place but basically you figure out that you have to build a bomb to get in to his office and you get this information from I was like looking around. It says to search the area for a clue. And then you find a... It's like one of those remote diary things on one of the women. And she's like, oh, all I need to do is build this bomb, blah, blah, blah. Which would be easy if you're an electrical engineer. But I make shoes for... Or I design shoes for a living. And then it was like, that was it. And I was like, oh, well, okay. I'm not an electrical engineer either. But I don't know. Maybe I can figure something out. So you run around and you have to find... Uh, which I found it kind of early because I went exploring myself, but you find like this EMP looking bomb thing. You have to find four like wiring harness or something like that. I forget R four. It's something weird that they call it, but you have to get them out of the big daddies. You collect all four of those. Luckily, all I had to do was go back and collect all four of them. You pick up a couple tubes of, or like, jugs i should say have some like nitro glycerin or nitro something i don't even remember it's all kinds of weird stuff down here we know we're making a we're making who knows what with this thing it's like a, like i said it's like an emp bomb i think it's supposed to fry you fry all the electronics and you i don't know it's still got an explosion i don't know it looks like a almost looks like a small nuke really but uh anyway you need something else too but you gather all this stuff up and uh, what we're about to do with this? We'll find out right after break. I'll see you in a minute. All right, we are back from break. We're ready to wrap this up we have we have assembled the e m p bomb of all bombs in the rapture, or so we thought. so we go up there and let's see very last component. yeah, so the thing that pissed me off was. <laughs> I was looking for the last component, which is like a, I don't even remember what it's called, but it's in an office, right? And I, I found it before I knew I needed it. And I thought I needed it because it, like, I could see the name of it through the glass. And I was like, that's something I'm going to need. Ended up coming back to it. And I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to get this thing open? And I like messed around, messed around. Thought a Big Daddy real quick, came back in that office. And I hit my hint button, if you didn't know. You can hold, what is it, right on the D-pad and it'll kind of give you like a little insight on what you're supposed to do. I was like, I know I'm supposed to get it, but I didn't know how. I thought there'd be like a switch or something. Well, of course there is. There's a little button right on the side of the desk and I completely missed it. I was like, what the hell is going on, man? I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. But yeah, this this game sometimes will trick you. Trick you into thinking that uh, you just, you got everything going right and you know what you're doing. And then just like that, you have no clue. But uh, yeah, you finally, you gather everything, and let's see, what else do we have to do here? Figure out the component, got the desk. So, sorry, I'm like reading, it's like a walkthrough of the episode on my notes that I took. So you have to go place this EMP bomb, but before you do that, you go into this little area, and you have to turn this valve, That's like magma or something really, it looks like liquid hot magma. And That's what sort it of reminds me of a Little Austin Powers reference there. I, I love Austin Powers, man. And regardless of how sometimes awful the movie is or it just it makes it all the better. Austin Powers is just fantastic. But uh, yeah, you're you finally assembled all your components. You're ready to blow the door off of Ryan's office and get in there, and you know, show him who's boss. And while you get stuck turning this valve, and basically a bunch of magma starts coming out. And you have to keep turning it while you're getting attacked by a bunch of splicers. I threw down some while well, I hacked both turrets, which that really helped. So make sure if you shoot turrets down, you at least try and save these two because they definitely will help you. Uh, let's see. After that, I had a bunch of splicers run in. I threw down a bunch of proximity mines. Some of them help, some of them not so much. It seems like those things are hit and miss unless you're really good at placing them and knowing like right exactly where they're going to travel through. Me, on the other hand, I was like, eh, I'm not really sure. I'll just wing them out there. But you, because basically you have to flood the magma to override something or another to get up or get up to where you need to place this EMP thing at. So you do all that stuff. You survive because you're a survivor, man. We've been in the rapture for far too long and we're just trying to make it out, man. That's all we want to do is make it out of this hellhole, get above the water again and. You know, get back out there to regular life, if that's even a possibility. Because at this point, I honestly don't even remember how the game ends. I remember part of it, but I don't remember all of it. That's kind of like the glory, because I haven't played it in so long. You kind of like relive the whole story, even if you remember a little bit of it. You can never remember everything. But yeah, you're on your way up there. You place that bomb, and he gets real, real mad. And uh, Andrew Ryan's like talking all this shit and you're placing this bomb. You go up, you throw the breaker, the fuse thing. And voila, lo and behold, the door opens. And then you walk in and let's see, I think you, you walk up to like, it's almost like a wall of glass and you finally get to feast your eyes on the one they call Andrew Ryan. And he's behind this glass and he's, giving you this whole speech about, you know, blah, blah, this and blah, blah, that. And this whole entire time, he's putting, like, practicing his putting on, like, a little green strip. He gives you all this stuff, and he keeps telling you that men are free and slaves take orders. And he keeps talking and keeps talking. You guys definitely have to check this out in the video. But you find out that the whole would you kindly thing is basically like a trigger in your head and you're basically like a slave to this guy. He like comes out, opens the door and he just shows you. He said, would you kindly stop, sit, run. And you do all these things and you're basically like obeying his every, his everything. And he explains to you, he looks at you and he says, kill And you take the golf club and you like smack him. And it's like real graphic and kind of, kind of, yeah, kind of just crazy in general. And he's like, again, and you smack him again. And he keeps just saying that men are free and that slaves obey. Well, the final blow results in you breaking a putter off in the side of the dude's head, which is pretty, pretty intense. You got to be pretty damn strong. I guess in the 50s, some of the uh, golf golf clubs and stuff probably would have been wood, Except for like the metal head or whatever, the steel or whatever they used. But yeah, you break a putter off in the side of the dude's head. He's leaking everywhere on the floor. And you've done it. You've met and destroyed Andrew Ryan. And basically he did something like set off the... He set the rapture to explode like within. He was just going to take the whole, the whole fucking thing down. He said, you know what? if I can't rule it nobody will. And he you get like an encryption card or something from from him a DNA key I think is what he called it. But right after you kill Ryan, Atlas comes across the radio and man oh man, do I got some news for you. Um that good old boy Atlas that we thought was doing us, you know, all the favors and really helping us out and you know, basically you find out that Atlas is not his name and the man that's been talking to you this whole time is the one called Frank Fontaine. Now, Frank has been stringing you along this whole entire time. He's pretty much... You find out that you've been under a plasmid mind control essentially before you even got to the rapture, I guess, because you keep finding out some information, and it's kind of confusing, but you find out that you were like genetically altered to basically obey his command And his plan was to bring you back to save him. At least I'm pretty sure that's what they said. But yeah, you find out that you've been doing all this stuff because he's been telling you to. And it like flashes back to all the times you said, you know, like, would you kindly grab that wrench? Or would you kindly, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you find out, well, son of a bitch, dude. He had you locked tight, and barrel the entire time. And it's kind of like a little mind-blowing at that point. I had a forgotten... I, I remembered... That you were under like the mind control thing, but I kind of forgot how what events conspired to it, like going to be public knowledge, I guess, like throughout the game. But yeah, you find out that you've been like genetically altered and all this weird ass shit has been going on, and you have been underneath the mind control of this Frank Fontaine asshole that's basically trying to take over all the power and the rapture for himself. I guess the encryption key had something to do with a shitload of atom and a shitload of power because you upload that thing or I think you stop the, you override the self-destruction, whatever. And basically Fontaine's now like, I have all the power and this, that, and the other. But yeah, it's going to be an interesting, it's going to be an interesting rest of the game. Yeah. You let's see. Yeah. I, I said, talk about throwing a loop and everything, because if you're just now playing this for the first time, Or maybe you haven't played it and you're just listening in. The whole entire game has been, you know, would you kindly in this big like entourage theatrical set piece. You know, he's playing off all of his cards that he's playing on are resulting on basically you just following orders until you start actually realizing like, oh shit, this is what I got to do. This is what I got to do. And then... It all comes out in the wash, man. You can't, that just goes to show you, you can have mind control over a lot of things and, you know, maybe several people, but it doesn't always, yeah, it doesn't always last. But yeah, that's pretty much been everything that we covered this episode. And yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun. We are, we're getting down to the bottom of this rapture. I actually played, like I said, I usually play one to two hours a week to, for content and stuff. But I actually played two hours this week, so I have another episode already recorded after this one. And man, it starts getting good. Yeah, you get really towards the end of the game. We're getting towards the end of the game. <clears throat> I would say we probably still got a couple weeks. I'd probably say maybe four, four or five weeks left after this. Maybe four. I'm not really sure. I haven't really looked too much into the walkthrough, man. I'm just playing the game. But yeah, I guess since we're I guess since we're done a little early, we can just kinda chat it up about whatever, right? Pokemon Day was this is going is gonna be live tomorrow, which is Tuesday. So this is Monday. Pokemon Day dropped today. And man, I am so I'm so upset. They do this every damn time. They wait until fall and winter to drop new Pokemon D L C and what's gonna happen is not that I'm not gonna be up not gonna play it, but the thing is is like I have I guess I have from now until the end of the year, fall to um, play through violet and beat violet as well. So I can play DLCs on both sides of the game. Cause I'm really excited about that, but yeah, I really expected to see something in the summer rather than waiting to the fall. So that is kind of a big bummer. <clears throat> I honestly also expected maybe like a teaser for a new let's go or a new legends game. And I, I don't think they teased anything on that or maybe just something about, um, Oh shit. Something about playing, like, Pokemon games on the Switch. Like, the older games through the, yeah, the the expansion pass. I don't know, but I'm pretty upset, damn it. I don't want to wait till the end of this year to play more Pokemon DLC, man. I put, like, a hundred and some hours onto it. I, I will say I backed off of Scarlet quite a bit. I was actually playing it the other night, but I, uh, I kind of backed off for a while just because I burnt myself out on it. But I am kind of slowly building myself up and amping up for playing violet because i mean it's not like it's a totally different experience but i am excited to play through it and maybe focus a little bit more on like my team and the game rather than the pokedex like i did in scarlet i don't know if i'll complete it on violet as well that'd be that'd be quite a feat to do both but i honestly have enough time before uh the dlc gets here so who knows and plus i got to do it anyway to do the raids because they did drop two new Parado- Paradox Pokemon, a Paradox Suicune and a uh, Varizian Viriz- or something. I don't know, it was like a Gen 5, I'm pretty sure, black and white. <clears throat> but yeah, the Pokemon Company, man oh man, I know you guys are hiding some stuff up your sleeve. Everybody knows it. You guys are hoarding the new uh, Let's Go, you're hoarding a new whatever it is. Just tell us, please, we're dying to know as fans. And myself, I'm dying to know. But yeah, I'm looking forward to playing that, and I've got like I talked about a little bit, Subnautica, Below Zero. I just bought that. Oh man, I'm I'm getting actually ready as soon as I'm done with this damn episode. And what I say it like it's a bad thing, but as soon as I finish up with this, I think that I'm going to. I don't even know if I'll edit anything. Well, not really edit, but throw throw the audio together. Maybe who knows, but I'm anxious to get back on the switch and play some Subnautica and get dive into this magical world of survival and underwater creation. It is a survival game. The first, uh, the first Subnautica is like all underwater, and I mean I'm pretty sure you get out of the water some, but I'm pretty sure like 99 percent of the game is underwater. Our dungeon master Cameron is a Subnautica, a big Subnautica fan. He play, I, like I said, I've been watching him play that game for quite some time. It was super cheap on online, and I said, hell yeah, dude, I need to buy that shit. I have to. Why wouldn't I? It was like, I think $12, and plus I was trying to use my birthday coupon code for <clears throat> the Switch and then come to find out I didn't even use the coupon code, so I missed out on my 15%, which sucks, but who knows? Maybe I'll find something else cheap before it expires, but I think that's, uh, I think that's all the time we got this week, and that's all we got, so... Thank you for listening. You guys are awesome. Make sure you follow Rock Hound Radio anywhere you follow your podcasts, Spotify, Twitcher, Stitcher, not Twitcher. I meant Stitcher. Um, Yeah, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you leave a rate and review. Make sure you follow anywhere you can follow. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, all at Rock Hound Radio. If you guys ever want to chat, send me a message. We'll talk about games or you want an honest review or you know, maybe you just want to send in a story for a Friday gig. Who knows? Who cares? Just send those stories in. It'd be good to hear from you guys. And uh, I will see you guys later this week for our Friday deep dive or whatever we get into. Who knows yet? I haven't planned nothing. But I'll see you guys then.